What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. How the fuck are we doing today? Hope you're doing wonderful. Uh, if you're listening for the very first time, well, welcome, damn it. I am stand-up comedian Joseph Matthew Kilgallen. You just got the full name, everyone. Um, I'm a comedian out of Chicago, Illinois. I travel all over the country. Let's let's start off with that. I will be in St. Louis, Missouri this November 2nd through November 5th. Six shows over four days, Thursday through Sunday. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday at the St. Louis Funny Bone out there at the Westport Mall. I think it's called the Westport Mall. It's in Maryland Heights, Missouri, which is a suburb that borders St. Louis, I believe. So if you're in the area, get your ass out there. We'll have ourselves a fuck of a time. All right. Um, today is Halloween. I'm recording this. And I have to apologize. It's been a couple weeks, I feel like, since I've talked to you last. Um, <clears throat> as you can tell, the voice is not 100% back yet. It went from having a voice problem to then just straight up getting sick. Um, bronchitis, I believe it was. Well, they tested me for other shows. COVID negative. Um, I did some shows, though, anyway. It was negative, so I was fine. I was. I told the crowd, though, because they were like, why is this guy hacking up a lung on stage that I was uh, just straight up spitting tuberculosis all over them, uh, which I wasn't, but who knows. Uh, negative for flu, negative for strep throat, um, and other such things. But it's just it's one of those coughs where it like, rattles my chest. It hurts. It makes me feel like I was like a coal miner or some shit. I would have been a shitty coal miner back in the day. Um, but yeah, man. So, uh, but I'm battling back, feeling a lot better, but I had to take a little break from the pod for, for a stretch there. So apologies all around. Um, I always like to start off every podcast, of course, with some gratitude. So big thanks to all the listeners. Thank you to the Patreon subscribers. Your bonus episode is coming. I'm recording it right after I do this one. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy it. Some fun things there. And again, if you're new to the podcast, I'm a stand comedian. I like to get on here and rant for 25, 30 minutes. Occasionally, I have a guest. I used to have guests on. Uh, this podcast originally started where I'd have a guest or two sometimes. So you could go back to the early episodes. Remember, I had Mateo Lane on, who's a big, big name now in stand comedy. Just sold out the Chicago theater. Buddy of mine. Um, I had him on with Xavier Lamont. I had on uh, Joe McMahon with Jonah Jerkins. I do a podcast with Jonah Jerkins now called Let's Get Dumb. So make sure you check out Let's Get Dumb. Episodes of that have been rolling out. <clears throat> yeah, and it started off like that because the idea was it was called Kill Gallon's Pub. And I was going to recreate bar conversation, meaning like a group talk. We just get into conversation. Anything you talk about at the bar or pub, we talk about on the podcast, which was just an open way of being like, I get to talk about where the fuck I want. Because I think that's what comedians want at the end of the day, to talk about whatever the hell we want. Um, it helps to have a theme with the podcast because it draws people in, I've noticed. But as far as this podcast goes, the Joe Kilgallen podcast, the theme is me, baby. The theme is me. It's just whatever's on my mind. Um, I often you know, talk about what's going on in the world, current events. Uh, like we've got Halloween going right now. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, you'll be listening to this. I'll probably release this at midnight on Halloween. So hopefully you had a wonderful Halloween. Um, Halloween's great. It's a good time of year. You know, um, it starts to get darker earlier, get people decorating a little bit. It's fun. I came across a video that told me the history of Halloween. It was from uh, this woman. I don't know what her name is. The Instagram account, though, is called Hedgegrow Healing, I think. Google that or Instagram that. Um, she's a girl who looks like she's probably in her early to mid-20s. Um, and she talks about, like, Celtic traditions. She's really like her whole account is all about like Celtic 
paganism, Celtic like spirituality, uh, the history of the Celtic people, uh, which I am of Celtic ancestry. So I think that's why I saw that one of the videos and I got drawn in. And uh, Halloween has Celtic origins. Started in Ireland and Scotland. And when immigrants from those countries came across the Atlantic to America, they brought those traditions with them and it became a big deal. Now, there's a little bit of a Mexican influence, too. So I guess you could say how I think there has to be a little one with uh, the Mexican Day of the Dead and all that. But basically, Halloween was the end of the Celtic year, the start of the Celtic New Year. And when the time when they believed the veil, I think the word she used was, was the thinnest between like our world and like the underworld or like the world of like where the spirits are. And it was their way of honoring the dead while also marking like the beginning of a new year type of deal. I'm, I'm pa paraphrasing a little, so I might be wrong on some stuff, but it started in those Celtic nations. And I know she reps, I think she's in Wales, but on her profile, she's got the Welsh flag and the Irish flag. So I don't know if she's Welsh and Irish, but she's all Celtic and she's all about the Celtic stuff. So, and it's really fascinating and it's really fucking cool. And I wish I, I, I wish I knew more about it, but uh, it's yeah. Halloween. So, you know, it wasn't just St. Patty's day that the Irish brought to America it was also Halloween. So it's pretty cool. Um, and they would dress up back then too, but they dressed up more like, you know, spirits and ghouls and, and more, you know, they, they weren't slutty ghosts uh, back then. You know what I mean? It was, it was a very chilly part of the world. Uh, it rained a lot. You know, I, I don't know what they do now. I haven't been to Scotland or Ireland on Halloween. I've been, I've been to those countries, just not on Halloween. So I don't know if uh, Scottish women or Welsh women or any of the Celtic nations. I don't know if they're all like, look at me. You know, I mean, I'm going to be rocking some thigh and showing some cleavage because it's a very, again, it's a rainy part of the time of the year in those countries. And um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if that part of the world is like, I'm, look at me. You know what I mean? I'm a slutty football fan or whatever they're into over there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a slutty, uh, you know, uh, Celtic witch. Like, do they do it that way or do they just dress up? Because some women are just dressing up. You know, I got a female friend I came across on Instagram, one of her pictures from one of the eight Halloween parties she went to. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're supposed to be. It looks like you just showing a lot of skin. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. If that's what the day becomes. That's what the day becomes. Right. But I don't know if over there they're doing it that way. I don't know if they're all like, hey, we're not into that shit. Right. You know what I mean? I don't need to fucking, you know, freeze my thighs and, and freeze my nips to be to be quite clear uh, on this day. You know what I mean? I could wait until the weather is more appropriate for that. Because, man, there, there's something going around, too. Like, I've been sick. My poor kids were sick. I know a lot of people have been sick lately. So, ladies, I know I know this episode's coming out technically after Halloween. But I hope to God you didn't, didn't do too much. Okay? It's not worth it. Right? I know you're probably, some of you are like, look, I'm 22. I'm in the prime of my life. I look amazing. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to flex this bod. But you know what, though? Then you get pneumonia. And then, and then you're, you're sick all of November, right? And then maybe you're coming around on Thanksgiving and you're sick. So it's an excuse to eat like a pig, right? We all do it. And now, now you're, now you're shopping in the mall Christmas time in December, a little chubbed up. Was it worth it? Was it worth it for Halloween? Was it worth it for a dude named Chad to do a body shot off of you? I'm sure it was worth it for him, but was it worth it for you? So you got to think about that, huh? Be like, I don't know. I, that's why I kind of like the women for Halloween who will go like scary, sexy, because they're combining like the true meaning of it, I guess. Not that being scared is the meaning of it, but they're at least coming back to like, I'm going to be horror 
and a whore, a whore, whore. How about that shit? No, um, that's that's not that's not what I meant. But <laughs> see, I'm still sick. Where when I laugh, make myself laugh, I choke a little bit on it. Um, that sounded wrong. What the fuck am I doing? All right, so um, let me think though. If I were a woman, and and I had a body that for for showing off on Halloween, and, and most of you, and even you all do, you all got great bodies, right? Peace, love, all that shit, right? Um, how hard would I go? That's the question. Because I'm starting, like, again, though, I'm not in that age demographic anymore. I'm in my late 30s, everybody. So I'm starting to see women my own age, and I'm kind of liking what they're doing because they're going for funny and creative again, which is great. You know, when you're younger, it's fun. The sexy part of it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but then you get a little older, and you're kind of like, do I really need to? Do I really got to do this? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I like Halloween, but there is pressure. There is pressure for the Halloween costume. I know people think about it in September, August. And then I just think to myself, you know, I'll think of something as it gets closer. As it gets closer, I don't go too creative because it's a lot. The people who do it well, hey, hats off to the people who do it well for Halloween. You know what I mean? I'm more impressed with the people who don't spend a lot of money, but they kind of like piece shit together. Like there was this couple... They went as Randy Johnson when he was on the Arizona Diamondbacks famously in spring training game threw a fastball that blew up a bird. Like a bird went in the path of his 99-mile-an-hour fastball and the thing just, poof, you just saw a puff of feathers, right? Randy Johnson, bird murderer, you know? And this couple went as that, you know? And it was great, too. And she kind of went as a sexy bird a little bit. She was white. She had the feathers everywhere, some blood on her, like hints of blood. And like, you know, wearing like a white dress, really pretty girl. And he was just dressed like a baseball player. He was dressed like Randy Johnson. He ran Johnson jersey on, even with the old school Randy Johnson mullet. And I remember being like, you know what? That's a pretty dope costume. That's creative. Shout out to my guy, Nick Kuhn, friend of mine, Nick Kuhn, K-U-H-N. All right. Uh, he and his son went as Happy Gilmore, Happy Gilmore's caddy. He played, he was Happy Gilmore's caddy. It's a bold move as a dad. Because I would have thought as, as him, as the dad, he would have been like, well, I'm going to be Happy Gilmore. It's a movie from my childhood. You could be the caddy, you know, but he was, he was like, Hey, he's being a good Papa. And he was like, son, I know you want to be happy Gilmore. I'm going to let you be happy Gilmore. That's pretty good too. So I like that. I've seen some like, and there's always the theme, whatever the big movies of the summer are, they drift into Halloween. Tons of Barbies and Ken's this year uh, for kids. Mario brothers galore galore. Cause the Mario brother movie came out. So you got tons of Mario's. You got some Luigi's princess peach all over the place. You know, if you're a bit of a dickhead, a Koopa, you know what I mean? Some of the, I'm kidding, not dickhead. But like, you know, I was just thinking like the, the, a couple of the kids I saw do trick-or-treating and they were Koopa Troopas. I think it's, or, you know, King, was he? Yeah, because the Koopa Troopas, no, I'm thinking about Bowser. You know, see, Bowser, I get it because he's a boss. You have to beat Bowser to win the game. But I saw like one or two kids, they were like the turtle guys that you stomp on. I remember thinking like, why, like, why chat? Like, that's a weird choice to me, to be one of those dudes that just gets stepped on. I can understand being Bowser because he's a boss. I didn't see any Donkey Kongs. Is Donkey Kong not in the movie? I thought he was in the movie. I didn't really see any, any DKs or Diddy Kongs, but that'd be pretty good. Um, I'm bummed because my first couple years with my kids, they were into going as a theme. But now they're older, so they're more individualized. They want to be their own thing. It happens, right? I knew it wasn't going to last forever. We got a few good, few good years in. We were Toy Story one year. We were Avengers one year. And then we were like Monsters. Where I was like the Grim Reaper, the wife was a witch. Uh, my one son was a vampire. My other son was uh, he was a ghost because he was still only like one or two. 
I think. Yeah, so we kind of like a monster theme. The Avengers theme was great, though, because I went as Thor, but Thor, when he had the short hair, and I got to rock, um, you know, the whole Thor get up. So I had like fake muscles. So I looked jacked. And the beard was trimmed just right. I had a pretty good beard at the time. Now the beard's getting too red. It's a red beard. I don't know. It's, it's, I almost wonder if I'm ever going to get it. Also, my camera, my camera on the podcast makes my features look redder than they are. Honestly, I'm not, my hair is not as red. I don't know what the camera, the lighting is in this room, but it, it makes me definitely look uh, just way more gingery. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, I don't mind it. I like it. I've learned to embrace it. Anyone you meet with red hair as an adult, you know they got shit for it as a kid. I saw some dickhead make a po- uh, thing. He had a, a quote tweet. Are they still called tweets? Whatever. I'm sounding fucking old. Uh, you know, an X. What the fuck is it? I don't know. Elon, it was a stupid choice. Two two things over the last month, few months, that make no sense to me. Twitter become an X and HBO become a just Max. It's very dumb. So, but the point is, I guess there are people who are getting like freckles tattooed on their face to make it look like they have freckles and then someone's like this is crazy because kids got made fun of these back in the day and someone quote tweeted that by being like no one ever got made fun of for freckles come on i'm like motherfucker i had freckles and people made fun of me they called me freckle face to give you shit for it right and what made my freckles go away is i didn't like having freckles because of that so i avoided the sun because someone said if you stay out of the sun you'll get less freckles so I always wore a baseball hat and I just would avoid the sun. If I was outside, I played outside every day, but I'd play in the shade. I made sure I had some shade on me at all times. And then the, eventually the freckles just blended in and they, that was that. My older sister didn't stay out of the sun as, as much. So she, her freckles maintained. As an adult, your freckles kind of fade. They blend in with the rest of your skin and, and it looks fine. But I remember people being like, how come she still has freckles, but yours went away? And I'm like, I made a point to stay out of the sun. You know, yeah, people would give you shit if you had freckles. That's and the person who said that I remember being like, what a fucking dumb statement. Oh, because you didn't make that's that's the problem with the internet now, too. If it didn't happen to you or you don't see it right in front of you, it didn't exist. Which is the most fucked up part about the internet nowadays, is we are the most connected we've ever been, but we have no sense of reality. Right? I know I go on about this in previous episodes of the podcast. New listeners, lean in. Old listeners, you can tune out for a minute or two. But really think about it though how often do people go this is what everyone's doing now it's like really is it everyone or is it the three dickheads you saw on the internet do that right it's not like there's all these bullshit stories that go around where it's like oh you know kids are doing in school now they're identifying as cats and dogs no they're not maybe one kid did that and that story went viral and so you think that that's the big fucking thing that's happening it's not happening though right and it goes the other way too where people think just because they didn't witness that. Like this guy thought, I never saw anyone get made fun of for freckles. So therefore, nobody got made fun of for freckles. That's what he thought reality was, which is just a dipshitted point of view. Dipshitted, does that work? I'm going to make it work. I think we need a new set of swear words, right? We need a new set of insult words. We need a new set something. We've been going on for too long. A lot of times we recycle old ones, bring them back. Uh but I think we need new ones. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to be me to be creative. I like to take, here's my new thing. As I take current swear words, but I switch them out in phrases. Like we often call someone a piece of shit. One time I got mad, I called someone a piece of fuck. You fucking piece of fuck. That's what I said once. I was a little drunk. So when I said fucking piece of fuck, I don't think I meant to, but I like that rhythm. And it almost was like musical. You fucking piece of fuck. Right? You could put a beat to that, loop it, and now you got yourself a jam. 
right? That's something people would grind to on a Friday night, right? You know, getting a little fucking crazy on the dance floor. You know what I mean? You're dancing behind some random woman. This is you, not me. I'm talking about you listening, right? You're dancing behind her. She's throwing her ass up into your dick and balls just enough to make you feel it. You know what I mean? And you're feeling it back too. You're rocking a nice chub, but you're not fully on erect. You know what I mean? Because you control yourself. So you're throwing that chub right back into her fucking cheekbones, right? And not not like her cheekbones in her face. I'm talking about her ass, right? And you're pushing it back in, right? And you're getting low with it. And the song that's playing in the background is, you fucking piece of fuck. Fuck you, you fucking piece of fuck, right? And then, you know, it almost sounds like a pizza fuck. I said, you fucking pizza fuck, but it's a piece of fuck. Um, I, I'm starting to wonder why YouTube isn't promoting my videos now because of, uh, it's probably the language. It's the language I'm using and I need to reel it back in. But I do a podcast for goddamn adults and this is adult talk, all right? So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna apologize. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I'm not enjoying this kind of conversation because I am. I do think as a society going forward, we need new swear words. Right, can't have the same swear words forever. We've been going on these ones for like a century now. Let's break in some new ones. Piece of fuck is good. Now, the C word. I'm not going to say the word because I don't want to get knocked out even further on YouTube. But you know the word I'm talking about. C-U-N-T. I spaced it out enough, so maybe that can't get in trouble. Great word. I know some of you listening might be like, no, it's not a great word. It's a horrible word. It makes me fucking mad. No, okay? Look, you hang out with any people from Scotland, Ireland, anywhere in the UK, really, Wales, England, Isle of Man, perhaps, go over Australia, New Zealand, right? They use that word a lot, and it sounds good the way they use it. Don't use it towards women. I've gone over this. Don't use it towards women. Use it towards men or people who are just acting that way, you know? So I guess a woman every now and then you could use it towards, but uh, not like a blanketed statement for all women. That's where you get in trouble. That's where I don't like that word. But that word hits it fucking hits. So I think we need to make it a more of acceptable word. I wish women would just own that word and embrace the word. You know what I mean? Like make it a word where they get to call each other that word, but then they get mad at us, uh, which I wouldn't want because I like using that word. But if if they did do that, I would kind of respect it in the same regard. I'd be like, damn, I'm going to miss using that word, but I still respect it. You know what I mean? And I might still use it when you guys aren't around. Not that I would do that with any other word. All right, moving on. Okay, so. Uh, on, onto a somber note here, it happened, it was announced, uh, just what, two days ago now that, uh, comedic actor, dramatic actor too, he did, a, he did a good amount of dramatic roles, actor, author, uh, friend, Matthew Perry, uh, passed away at the age of 54 years old, uh, tragic, uh, accident. Uh, I haven't gotten any more information about what happened, but he was found dead of apparent drowning in his hot tub. Uh, please say no foul play. Now, he was a guy that was very open and honest about previous alcohol and drug uh, addictions and uh, had a lot of struggles with that and um, and was working towards helping a lot of people for it. Like he opened up a place where people could get like a rehab uh, facility center, you'd call it. And in his book, you know, so he was doing a lot of great things there. And it is kind of sad when, you know, if I would have asked you a year ago, and I don't like questions that work in this stuff. I don't like when people that do like celebrity Deadpools and shit. Like, I just, I think it's fucked up. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a cheap way of looking at life. Uh, but if I would have asked all of you a year ago, hey, which of the six cast members of Friends is going to die first? I feel like everybody would have chosen Matthew Perry, just given his past uh, demons, I, I could say. Um, I don't know. It's just, you know, it sucks when anyone dies, especially someone who... Um, Seemed to be a pretty good person overall uh, and was making amends and trying to, 
you know, do right with their life, uh, regardless of them being a celebrity or whatever. But uh, this was someone who, um, you know, touched a lot of people. I know a lot of people were just like so bummed like, that Friends was a part of, you know, any show that's on 10 seasons. I know people who started watching that show when they were in, you know, when they were 10 years old and then they watched the finale when they were 20. Think about that. That's a good chunk of your of growing up. Big chunk uh, of, of your time. And and so you grew up with that person seeing them, you know, once a week or so. And and to, 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 and it's just a reminder of our lives and how precious life is and how it could be gone at, at the snap of a fingers, essentially. Well, I know what I imagine happened was um, he slipped and hit his head and then went into the tub or slipped getting out of the tub. And, you know, it's it's. That's not the, that's my guess. Um, drugs, could he have, could he have, you know, no one's announced anything yet. I don't want to speculate. Is it possible that he uh, relapsed and, and passed out in the hot tub and that's how he drowned? It is. I hope not. Um, if so, it still doesn't change the fact. It's still a sad thing. Obviously, um, addiction is a real thing. It's a disease. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I you know, some verses that maybe suicide, I'm like, no. Drowning via suicide is impossible. I mean, almost impossible. Because you, you have to have a lot of will to hold yourself down. And in a hot tub, you know what I mean? You could stand up in a hot tub. You could be on your knees in a hot tub and breathe and be above water. I don't know how deep his hot tub was. I'm sure it was a good one. But uh, yeah, you know, um, it's just, it's, it sucks. It's sad, you know. I wasn't the biggest Friends fan as a TV show. I did like the first four or five seasons. I remember watching the very first episode. It came out after Seinfeld, and I was a Seinfeld fan. I think I was like nine years old. What did it come out? Ninety four. So yeah, I think I was nine. And um, yeah, I remember. I remember coming on, and for some reason, I remember immediately liking Courtney Cox, um, being like, "Yeah, I'm into her." I think I was more into her. And then when I got a little bit older, I switched to Rachel. Now that I'm an adult, Phoebe, fucking Phoebe, dude. Yeah, dude. Look back on those episodes now. If you're in your 30s, you're you're Phoebe. I think you're Team Phoebe now. I really believe that. So, um, but they're all beautiful women, and it was a, and it was fun. The first four seasons, legitly, I thought were a really good show. Now, if you're trying to watch it now, looking back, you're gonna hear a laugh track and hear some stuff and be like, "This is terrible." But like the laugh track thing, it's not even a laugh track. Look, I lived in Hollywood for two years, and, and I lived in the California, LA area for three and a half years, and I worked at Warner Brothers, the same lot they filmed Friends. A lot of the shows back then, now somewhat add laughter. That is a truth. I don't know if Friends would or not. But like I worked on a TBS show called Solomon and Son. Shout out to Steve Byrne, Roy Wood Jr. They were on that show. Dan Loria, um, a lot of good dudes were on that show. Good actors, good people. Vince Vaughn and Peter Billingsley were executive producers. And um, some of the writers were I got to meet were really cool people. So anyway, though, I got a job as a stand-in. It was, I moved out to L.A., it was like 29 years old and um yeah damn it's about 10 years ago anyway we did they did live tapings of the show so they had a live studio audience they bring in an audience they have a, a warm-up comedian this is dude gary cannon good dude and he would just get the crowd jacked up they usually they play music they have a dj going they throw candy at them he tells some jokes talks to him does he's a great crowd work comedian. so it's a lot of crowd work where are you from you're busy from here oh cool let's talk you know all that kind of shit and then they bring and then they do the show they introduce the cast. They come running out and cheering and everyone claps and waves at them. Because I went to a Mike and Molly taping. And um, but, but was it before I started solving something? doesn't matter. Anyway, so the laughter is real. Like it's not, there's a real audience there laughing. 
And that's why there's spacing like that. I've heard someone say, watch, watch Friends Without the Laugh Track. It's so awkward. Yeah, it's awkward because when you tell a joke and people are laughing, you're not going to keep talking. You're going to wait for the laughter to end and then fucking deliver your next line. So I never thought that was a fair criticism of Friends. Um, but through the four, the first four to five seasons, I legitly really liked. Then I remember being like, it feels like they're just going back and forth too much and they got a little lazy. That's just how it felt. I, and I didn't watch a lot of the later seasons. All right. I was uh, in high school at this point. I was going out a lot on you know weeknights. So I wasn't really watching a lot of sitcoms. And I remember back when Friends was popular, it felt like at that time, and that this still exists, by the way. And if you're one of those dudes, you got to check yourself a little bit. All right. Because it's kind of ridiculous. If women really love a thing, men would naturally not like it. They'd be like, it's a chick show. Chicks like that show. So they wouldn't even give it a chance. I'm like, it's for both. It's a show with three women, three men, and it's about the lives of what it's like to be single in your late 20s, early 30s, and all that kind of shit, right? That's what it is. And there was there was jokes for men and jokes for women. And and by the way, not like there's humor. It's like women liked Seinfeld too. You know what I mean? Like women like like it's. But I've seen this in life. There are some dudes out there who, if women are into a thing, they automatically assume it's for chicks, and they don't want to. They, I don't know what it is. It's like I, I just don't get that. Does it make you less of a man if you like a show that a woman also likes? Seems kind of stupid, doesn't it? Um, you know what I mean? Because you know who got me into Game of Thrones? Women. A couple women I knew. My wife being one of them. She started watching it with one of her friends or her sister told her about it. And then they told me about it. And I'm like, this show's amazing. Because last season of Game of Thrones sucked. But the the last couple episodes, I feel like there were some, still some good episodes at the end of, of Game of Thrones. Um, anyway, though, but that's not the point. My point is like, how can you just immediately be like, oh, they women like it's just it's fucking a week. And and I don't know. A lot of those dudes think they're being tough. I don't like that shit, man. Like fucking girl shit. It's that doesn't make you tough. Makes you kind of weaker because it's like you're saying something you would like, but because someone else likes it, you can't like it. Then you can't enjoy it. I don't know. It's kind of weak. And it's funny too because the show Friends is the show that coined the phrase chick flick like a romantic comedy, a movie that's aimed towards women, they coined that phrase. In season one of Friends in 94, uh, Chandler, Matthew Perry, RIP, and, and Joey and Matt LeBlanc, they got uh, dragged to some movie. And when they when they got back, they asked how it was. And they were like, chick flick. Like they're, that's, and that's stuck. So it's funny that I see this. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of hypocrisy that us dudes do. And I think we got to fucking relax with it a little bit. But I totally understand, you know, um, I think everyone has that uh, that celebrity that when they die, it feels like, what the fuck? You know, they're not here anymore. Man, that's a bummer because they brought so much, you know, joy to the world. Um, don't and don't shit on those people. I can't. That's it's another weak move. And it's easy. It's fucking easy. That's it's too easy to be the person that goes, you didn't fucking know him. What are you sad about some celebrity? You didn't fucking know him. You think they'd be sad if you fucking died? Huh? You know that celebrity. Don't be that piece of shit. Because it's easy. It's easy. You see everybody sad about Matthew Perry dying. And then all of a sudden, here comes you with your fucking obvious jokes. Huh? What are you fucking? You got your collar up? Are you, are you too cool for school? That's just, it's easy. It's soft. It's soft shit right there. Just shut the fuck up. If you don't like to show friends, if you don't like Matt Perry, that's cool. Shut the fuck up. All right? You don't need to swing at every pitch. Let people be sad about what they're sad about. All right. Let people celebrate what they celebrate and let people, you know, mourn the way they want to mourn. All right. Who are you to tell someone they can't be sad because they didn't actually know the person? 
All right. Regardless of that, that person clearly had an impact on their life. They brought them entertainment for a long time. And now that they're gone, it reminds us, hey, one day I'll be gone too. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, life is fucking precious. It's fragile. It goes fast. All right. You know, that's the easiest thing I'll ever say. And the most obvious thing I'll ever say, life, life is quick, quick. You know, the Irish have a saying, you know, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. Life's moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. Ferris Bueller, that guy knew his shit. I think Matthew Broderick and Matthew Perry were friends in real life. Am I making that up? Might be making that up. Uh, but yeah, sad, sad to see him go. Um, and it's always sad when you when you when it's a group of people and you affiliate them with all with each other, you know? Like whenever it's the first of a group that goes, you're always like, fuck, you know? Like I know a lot of people out there still think, man, Paul and Ringo are still alive, but one day it'll be just one. And we'll all think to ourselves, damn, there's only one beetle left. Fuck. Right? It's just ugh. hug your loved ones, enjoy yourself, and be good to people. That's the thing I want to take away the most from it is when there's an interview that's been going around with Matthew Perry that I've seen a couple times being shared on uh, TikTok and Instagram, where he's um it looked like it was not taken that long ago. Cause you know, his book came out about a year ago, I want to say. So he's on a tour, press tour. He says, he goes, I know I'm going to be remembered for friends when, when, Matthew, when I die. Friends will be the first thing out of people's mouths, but I don't want to be remembered for that first. I want to be remembered as someone who tried to help other people and who tried to, you know, be good to other people. And that was the legacy he wanted. Like, because at the end of the day, that's what people are going to remember the most, you know? They're, yeah, as a celebrity, if you're a musician, a comedian, an actor, they're going to remember that because that was what, but I tell you what, Matthew Perry's close friends and his family, they're not thinking of him as an actor. They're thinking about him as the human being. And that's the way it's going to be for most of us. They're thinking about you as the human being. So just be fucking good to people. Be good to each other. You know, and if you fuck up and you're, and you're bad and you hurt someone, well, do your best to fix it. All right? Perfect. We're at 30 minutes exactly. Good time to end the podcast. Look at me ending it. I want my Jerry Spring over here. Ending with final thoughts. Huh? Ending with some, some positive message. Throw some love out into the world. Holy God. All right. You guys are amazing. Um, thanks for all the support. Patreon subscribers are amazing. If you guys follow me on YouTube, TikTok, you guys want to help me right now, share any of my comedy with your friends and family. That goes a long way. I really appreciate all you. And again, I'll be in St. Louis Funny Bone, November 2nd through 5th. If you're in the area, come on out this weekend. All right. Cheers.